0: The Patissau for the Devils plays a cross ice into the far corner. Matto swoops into intercept. Matto behind the net, sweeps it in front. It's now Matto, 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 and the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby. But it's smooth. Mer- okay, here we go. Kamisaric has been begging to go with Lucic, Lucic under, cracks him with a right, Lucic gets it in the air, turtles, Kamisaric down, and Lucic taunts the Montreal bench. You better be
1: there!
0: You're going to get White
2: State! Party at Taylor's house! Like- Welcome back to another uh, rendition of the Morning Skates. Cat here with Hal. Hal, how's it going, buddy, dude? It's
1: great, man. How are you?
2: No, I'm hanging in there. We were going to do a, a podcast a little bit earlier this week, but because it's an all-star week, it kind of would have been pointless to do one on Tuesday and then do another one this weekend. So uh, we decided to do it on Sunday. Jayla Tulip isn't here today because... Uh, he had, like, a surprise birthday party or some shit. It's kind of funny. He was talking to me about all the dedication he'd have going towards this. Like, oh, yeah, I want to be on the podcast. And uh, he doesn't even show up for his first uh, first time. But you know what? I think that's kind of just our thing, right? How, like, it's just kind of we, we make plans and just never follow through. Am I wrong? I don't
1: know. I thought it was just your world and everyone else is living in it, you know? No, you're, you're the s- cap. You do what you say. That's
2: Whatever how it should be, dude almost 200 followers on Twitter now you're welcome uh but alright so we're gonna Wait, keep that short
1: like six years in a marketing you to
2: get here that, it was like seven years man alright if you're gonna fucking make fun of me don't get it twisted uh alright so yeah so now we're gonna get into a little bit of uh NHL in the news boom boom <laughs> So, it is uh, <clears throat> All-Star Weekend. Uh, there are not that many stories leading up into the whole uh, All-Star thing. There was one that I definitely wanted to talk about and kind of get into. Uh, the nose Face killer, Brad Marshan, goes and he, he who's it, Cronwell? Just dummies him, slew him from behind. You know, he, he's been in the office before, uh, and they give him a $10,000 fine. Now, that that kind of blows my mind. I'm not saying that because Hal likes the Bruins. Hal can vouch for me. I really like Brad Marchand. He's he's one of those players that you want on your team. And if he's not on your team, you fucking hate him. But how do you only find this guy? Ten thousand dollars for argue like that's probably the dirtiest play you can do, right? I mean, getting cheap shot from the, the front. I mean, it kind of sucks because you're not really expecting it. But at least it's from the front. Getting sleuth from behind, man. So many different things can happen. You can slam your head on the ice. You can you could break your neck. You definitely a concussion. There's you could suffer so many injuries. Granted, Cromwell didn't get hurt or anything along those lines, but I just think it's a really dirty kind of gutless play. Uh, how? What? What do you got on? I know you're probably going to take a homer stance when it comes to this, but what do you have with the whole Marshan being an absolute scumbag? Uh,
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's an absolute scumbag. I think
2: he—he's definitely toned it down the last couple of years. I'll give him that, but.
1: He's he's a teetering scumbag, yeah. I mean, it's classic Marshan too. He's usually all about the low bridge or the slew foot. I don't know. He probably should have been suspended. I think think the reason he wasn't was because I think the NHL fucked it up last year when they suspended him and he missed the Winter Classic. I think there was a lot of backlash towards that. That was a questionable suspension. I think that was a reputation suspension. So I, th- I think going into his first ever All-Star game, they gave him the benefit of the doubt, which is probably the wrong decision to make. But I, I basically think that's the reason they did it, just because he was going to the All-Star game and they didn't want that to be one of the leading conver- conversations going into the game because there's not a lot to talk about this week. So I think they didn't really want to deal with the whole March on suspended and all the interviews at the All-Star game going around that. So that's my take on that. What
2: was his, was his first suspension, the Sallow? Like low bridging him, or did he even get suspended for that? Was that what it was? Yeah,
1: that was his second. I think the first one he did something to RJ Umberger. His second one was on Sallow.
2: I never heard that name in forever, RJ Umberger, man.
1: It's fucking Sammy Sallow, but that was uh that was a pay- that was like a payback play and that was a scummy game. I had no problem with that one,
2: fucking Sammy Salo. I didn't really think that one was even that bad. Like, you're a smaller guy, I mean, maybe it's not right, but if I have a huge guy coming at me and that's one of my options or I can just literally just duck, I'm probably going to do that.
1: Well, that's probably, I mean, the problem with that is that's probably less suspendable of a play than the one that you didn't get suspended for, so the NHL is just really fucking all over the place. That's <laughs> honestly the real issue here. It's like, I, every time I think someone's going to get suspended, they're not, and when I don't think they're going to get suspended, they are. Like, another Bruins example is Posternox hit. I didn't think that was going to be a suspension. It was. So, I, I mean, the rule of thumb is whatever you think is going to happen, just fucking assume the opposite, unless it's literally just somebody tries to kill somebody.
2: Yeah, the the NHL Department of Player Safety, I don't. How do you not hire somebody new? They're, everybody's been on their case for so long. I, I think at least when Shanahan was in there, it was somewhat consistent. But, That's debatable. Dude. I mean, more consistent than fucking Stefan can How do you name that guy the head of the tar- Department of Player Safety? Just an absolute irrelevant hockey player, some French Canadian pussy, and you you name him there, and I I don't get it, man. And I mean, uh, when he was on the Rangers, he left the Rangers, he went right to the paper how he would never play for the Rangers again, all this stuff, just pretty much bad mouthing the Rangers. So how do you name somebody who who isn't gonna treat all thirty teams the same? And I'm not saying he hasn't treated the Rangers the same, but I'm just like he just kind of seems like an like a dickhead. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know,
1: oh. I don't know if he's not treated the Rangers the same, but. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just something they need to figure the fuck out. I I don't know. It's just Brad Marchand being Brad Marchand.
2: I th- yeah, pretty much. I mean, we talked about that for four minutes, but that's literally all we had to say. Um, okay, now we're going to get on to the All-Star weekend. Um, uh, I feel like they try so hard to make it cool, and I respect that. Like, I really do. But, I, I mean, I'm not a big All-Star game guy. The skills competition, I think, is definitely lacking over the last couple years. Um, there's really not that much fun to, like, look forward to. I mean, a couple things that happened this year. Instead of, uh, Fallout Boy or Nickelback, the All-Star Weekend, we have Snoop, Dogg double g is in the building. Uh, which I thought was awesome. But, of course, all, like, your historic NHL, like, columnist thinks it's such a joke that, uh, that, like, Snoop Dogg was in there swearing and stuff. And how that's gonna give the NHL a bad name. Like, shut the fuck up. The guy's a legend. Do you agree or disagree?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm all, I'm all in on Snoop Dogg. I thought that was huge because that's something we have. Bash is like at the Winter Classics, they get these fucking nobodies. I thought it was hilarious. I don't know if you saw the video. I think it's what you're talking about. The players coming out to the game or the skills competition, they're announcing, and he was DJing it with his fucking aux cord. And of course, <laughs> the first song he plays, it's like. It's like blaze the weed. <laughs> blaze the weed out there. And there's fucking like ten year olds watching the game. Snoop Dogg's just bumping, playing whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Like, how, like how, that's on the NHL. Like, how did you not say, like, okay, Snoop Dogg like play the edited versions of the songs for us, like guy, like <laughs> he like, won't.
2: I don't think he'd agree it. to that. First off, what? I don't think he would agree to play like the editing version of anything along those of anything
1: little those lines. I don't know, dude. I I just I feel like if they're paying of a little Like like I just feel like no one, like, Whose job was it to like maybe check that Snoop Dogg was playing okay music? Like that's not (laughs)
0: that's
1: not that hard to do. To be like, hey Snoop, like he wouldn't even notice if you just change it to the edited song. Like you don't just like give him a laptop and say, all right, go on YouTube and play a couple jams for Snoop Dogg.
2: And what's funny about that is I actually didn't even like hear it. I uh, I tuned in a little bit late, like, the next commercial break came on, and the first thing that was said, Kenny Albert goes, yeah, we'd like to apologize for the offensive language that Snoop Dogg just used. <laughs> so I figured it probably didn't go over that well. But then I see, like, Larry Brooks and, like, Rick Carp- Carpinello, or whatever the fuck that guy's name is, they're just like, I can't believe the NHL is going to do Snoop Dogg. Like, we're down to that level now. Like, shut up. Have you not been around else. a hockey rink, man? Like I ref a twelve year old game today and all the kids were saying fuck and bitch and all this stuff. Like people swear that's what it is. It's it's hockey. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but when you walk into a rink, people are gonna say some things that, you know, if you're sensitive, you probably just shouldn't go.
1: Yeah, I think I think just getting back to the whole festivity, obviously, right now as we talk, they're in like the championship game of three on three, which is kinda whatever.
2: It's kind of fun uh, though. I don't mind it. A three on three overtime in like an actual game is way better. But like you, you definitely see how skilled these guys are.
1: Yeah, I I didn't actually have I don't know. I had zero motivation to watch it at all. Last night I ended I just ended up in front of the TV at the right time and I watched it. I was curious just to see uh, guys from my team, Marshan and Rask. And I actually enjoyed it. I didn't know Snoop Dogg was going to be there. I didn't know fucking Beaver was going to be playing. I didn't know Riggins was going to be there. I actually thought LA did like a great job with this. I don't think oh, the yeah, NHL I do too. marketed it well. I mean, from that standpoint, it looked fun. I'm sure the players were fucking getting lit last night. I'm sure everyone's hung over on the ice today. It just seemed like a fun time. So, I mean, I, I think if anything, the NHL blew their marketing. and Usually they market everything up the fucking ass. But I think this was one of the more, like, enjoyable from, like, the celebrity standpoint and just, like, the off-the-ice stuff with, like, the top 100 being released and all of these legends being around it, too. Like, definitely one of the more enjoyable All-Star games that I remember. Like, last year in Columbus, I don't think I fucking watched a second. So.
2: Nah, and now they had, like, different performers there. I know, like, one of the Jonas Brothers was there. Uh, Fifth Harmony was there. I saw a lot of, like, people were pissed that Fifth Harmony was there. The only thing I have to say about this is they release nothing but bangers, but they're not really Fifth Harmony anymore. because There's only four of them, so yeah, I feel like Iron they kind Hero. of have to. They have to kind of figure that out. Maybe Fourth Melody. I mean, I'm
1: just happy we didn't get some American Idol cast off or somebody from the fucking Voice for like the fifteenth time. I thought that was good. I mean, they went to L. A. and they went with the pop music, and I'm totally cool with that.
2: No, I am too. But especially with the way the world is right now, I'm surprised like Adam Lambert wasn't like playing or some shit just so everybody's like happy. <laughs> fucking pussies. Um, what else do we have? Uh, and one last thing on the NHL All-Star with the skills comp. I fucking hate when they have their little kids come in and, like, do stuff. Like, Ryan Kessler's son, uh, came in and did, like, a shootout or whatever on Carey Price. He went in. Then you have Pierre Maguire. Pierre Maguire. I fucking hate that guy, man. And, oh, I can't, you know, he made a good move and he beat Carey
0: Price. Can you believe that? (laughs) Like,
2: shut the fuck up. Everybody knows that he did it on purpose. Like, we don't really need to hear about it. And I don't want to see some little fucking like eleven year old kid think that he's sick. Going, I'm not I'm just not big with that. It's All Star Weekend. Get the kids out of my face.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I agree. I get it. it's like a family thing, but like uh, I don't know. It just seemed like a cop out on Ryan Kessler. Like he didn't want to embarrass himself because he's clearly not <coughs> skilled. The rest of the players. So he's like, I'll send wow. my kid out there, and all of a sudden I'm the fucking loving dad, and everyone loves me, and it's gonna change my reputation. People aren't gonna think I'm a scumbag because I have a kid and I put him out there on the ice. Like that's sick. I don't know. I don't care if your kid's on the bench wearing a helmet and like hanging out the players. I think that shit's fucking cool. But like, I don't need to see him in the skills competition for like no fucking reason just because you think it'd be like a funny idea to get some fucking publicity. Get that out of my face.
2: Seriously. And again, as we're talking, the All Star game's on right now. Did you just see that they did a, an offsides review in the All Star yeah. game? Are you fucking yeah. kidding me?
1: It's pretty classic. I mean I'm so I'm so sick of the offsides rule. It's such fucking bullshit. I I like I don't know why I just feel like it affects every game and there's like twenty minute breaks all the time. There's always an offsides challenge and it's always nothing that's that fucking like I don't know, obvious. It's always somebody who's like dragging and they're looking at it like fucking by an inch and the refs have some, like, two-inch TV in the penalty box. It's such a flawed system, such a bullshit rule. Like, I I, I wish they would get rid of the offsides challenge because I hate it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely not a big fan of that. So uh, that's kind of the uh, all-star weekend. And now we're going to move on to, like you said a little bit earlier, uh, NHL Top 100, they came out with a list of the Top 100 players. So we're just kind of go over uh, some people who we think should have made it and shouldn't have made it. I definitely think there are some – I would say snubs, and some people that definitely just shouldn't be on the list. So, uh, Hal, I'll start with you. What are you thinking? Um. Yeah,
1: the one player that drives me fucking insane that he made the list was Duncan Keith. I get that he's, like, the best defenseman on a team that's won three Cups in this generation, but, like, there are so many better defensemen in the NHL today. Like, that drives me fucking insane. Like, there's this huge hard-on now in the league that like no matter what happens Duncan Keith Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tase have to be involved like somehow like if their names aren't mentioned then it's not like a real list or a real event or like it's not the best of the best like yes Duncan Keith is a great defenseman but like (sighs) he's he's great because he makes the small plays and I don't know I just don't see him as a top 100 player like he never I never when I played the Blackhawks was like, oh my god, there's Duncan Keith, like I'm fucking fearful of like what's gonna happen this shift. Like I just think if it's gonna be the all star game that or the top one hundred list that there's no way he should be on it. Like he's not a top one hundred player. So
2: he reminds me like not... a he reminds me of a poor man's like Brian Leach. Kinda same type yeah. of style player, but he's not Brian Leach.
1: No, he's not he just won a bunch of cups. Great players, you know, future Hall of Famer. Really not a knock on him. Just a knock on the fact that he made that list fucking boggles my mind. I know people are going to say I'm a homer for this one, but instead of him, if we're talking current players, like I think Charo was a pretty feared player in the league for a while. I mean, there's five or six years where you literally couldn't get by him. And I think he's, in that regard, one of the best shutdown defensemen of all time. So I would put him in his prime in his career over Duncan Keith. Personally, another guy is definitely Joe Thornton. I don't know. I mean, There's Joe Thornton's like best pass. Joe Thornton's the best passer of this generation, like mm-hmm. give or take. Nobody's a playmaker like Joe Thornton. He's put up a like. He's always putting up seventy to eighty assists, like every in year. This fucking asinine, dude. He's like thirty eight and still doing it. The fact that he wasn't on this list blew my mind. And then, if you're gonna do Duncan Keith too, I know he's the second best player on his team. But you could even look at Malkin. Like Malkin's a fucking generational talent too. Oh, I know yeah, he's on time. the same team as somebody else, but. I would have him over Donkey Keith. That's my biggest gripe. If you're gonna, if you're gonna put current players on that list, at least fucking do it right for me.
2: No, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said. I think if Malkin, that guy's killer, man. He he's a beast, an absolute beast. And I mean, if you put him, I think him and Ovechkin are pretty comparable. I don't know how both of them don't make that list. I mean, yeah, if, and- if anything, Malkin's won cups, and apparently that's like a big part about being in this top 100, of Ovechkins never won a cup.
1: Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I just don't get how that translates. I, I mean, like I said before, like, when we play Penguins, I'm like, holy shit, of getting Malkin, when we play the Blackhawks, like, okay, Duncan Keith, like, I don't know, I just think that's fucking bullshit. But,
2: in his defense, though, do you ever play a team where a defenseman has the puck and you're like, oh shit? The only one I'd yeah. say, and you're going to hate this, whenever Eric Carlson gets the puck, I'm like a little worried. But other than that, defenseman-wise, I don't ever really get that worried.
1: I Carlson, Subban would make me shit my pants when he was on the Canadiens. I was literally scared for my life every time he got the puck. Uh, you can even... I mean, I, I, I watched Drew Dowdy take over games compared to somebody like Duncan Keith. It's in a little bit of a more mellow fashion, kind of like Keith, but I I feel like teams game plan more for Drew Dowdy over Duncan Keith than you have... I mean, even fucking when I see Shea Weber line up for a slap shot, I'm like, God fucking damn it, here we (laughs) go. So, I I definitely do think there are players that, I don't know, I I see as defensemen in the league that I'm more scared of than Duncan Keith. No,
2: I can
1: see that. he's He's like a rich man's Brian Rafalski. Yeah.
2: Yeah, if, like, Brian Leach and Duncan Keith had a kid, or Brian Leach and Rafalski had a kid, it would probably be Duncan Keith. Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, and just one last, uh, how does Eddie Belfour not make the list? I, sh- I don't know.
1: Maybe they had, like, a cap for goalies? goaltenders or something like that. But there were some questionable goaltenders on there. Like, <clears throat> one of my biggest gripes, I know goalies today have bigger pads, but goalies back in the day fucking sucked. Like, none of those goalies should be on the list. Like, Bernie Perron or whatever his name is, like, Good goalie for his time, but he wouldn't fucking sniff the puck in the what NHL. What the today. fuck?
2: Mike, Mike Richter didn't make the list?
1: No, because Mike Richter's not even the best goalie for his organization ever, so...
2: Oh, get the fuck
1: out of here, man.
2: You're out of your fucking
1: mind. Nobody outside of Rangers fans is like has a hard-on for Mike Richter, dude.
2: I strongly disagree. <laughs> strongly
1: disagree.
2: He's one of the oh. best American goaltenders of all time, dude.
1: American America hasn't had shit for goaltenders. That's been like our biggest flaw for fucking ever. That's why we see. had Jim Carrey, the fucking booze in goal in nineteen eighty. Wow, what a throwback
2: name up. that is, man.
1: Do you know what I mean? Though America <laughs> just sucks at goaltending. Like they're better now, but fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So if I if I give our podcasters an update right now, we're in. Three on three overtime and I was waiting for Jim to say something on this podcast, but he's clearly watching the fucking game. No, 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 no. Mike was brought to you by the All Star Weekend.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I was just thinking how I was thinking about how we were talking about how like some people made the All Star team. We can't believe it. Mike Smith just made like five saves. (laughs) Like and and did you see he uh he sunk the shot uh from full ice with the uh Yeah, Unreal. That
1: was probably the coolest thing that happened the other day. Yeah, man. Other than maybe Brett Burns' shot was pretty cool, too. Um, that whole fucking, like, that whole line thing, though, was pretty fucking stupid. If it wasn't for Mike Smith, we would not, like, that should not come back. Yeah, we wouldn't have been
2: talking about it. That's true. That's Uh, definitely true. All right, well.
1: This this is off a tangent, but, uh, Ked just brought up a pretty good, uh, I don't know, miss by us, saying, well, we kind of shit on Mike Smith making the All-Star game. He had a pretty good appearance, um, I was I was thinking today about one of our first podcasts where I was arguing about how Pasternak was going to bury the puck. He hadn't scored in like 18 straight. And you you were talking about how uh, Michael Grabner wasn't going to slow down. He hasn't scored in like seven years. So, I mean, I just want to throw that out to us. Uh, we're clearly hockey experts, and you should always value our opinion.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. Oh, and one last thing with the NHL thing. I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Uh, Connor McDavid with the fastest fastest skater or whatever, he, he lost to Dylan Larkin by like three-tenths of a second. I watched a video last year of that. Dylan Larkin started at the blue line, got his three strides in, and as soon as he hit the center line, the clock started. Connor McDavid was at like a stop at the center that, line. So how yeah. the fuck, how is that even relatable? Like what's regulation and what's not?
1: No, it, it makes no goddamn sense. That's why like I see people saying that McDavid beat Mike Gardner's record. Because that's, that's fair. Like how the fuck do you get a... How do you get like a running start on that? That's like if Usain Bolt on the blocks, like he got like 15 feet to get like some momentum going.
2: Yeah, That's, man. Like,
1: that means I would say that McDavid beat him by at least a second.
2: Well, here's right? the th- here's the thing, man. You start on the blue line. How many strides would it take you to get to the blue line to the red line? We're not in the NHL, but I would I would assume two or three strides. Correct. It's not going to be one stride and you're there. Yeah, probably like two and a half. I think NHL players by the third stride, they're if they're not full speed, they're like 85 percent there.
1: Exactly. Whereas McDavid's fucking pushing off on that one leg. Yeah,
2: I would like road to. Road. I would love to see because I would love to see him do what Larkin did. Because I don't even think it'd be close. I think he would been have. high twelves.
1: I just hope the NHL gets rid of continuing to call Dylan Larkin to be the fastest skater ever with that because it's some crock of shit. I
2: think I think they did it just because it hadn't been broken in a year and they wanted a little bit of publicity. But now you have somebody who actually can wheel like that. It's I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Almost just threw up right there. that have been bad. All right. Uh, now uh, we're gonna get into the last thing. R.I.P. Albany Devils slash Riverats. Uh, they are no longer gonna be around. At, or is it Bridgeport or Binghamton? That they're, they're going on? to Binghamton. Binghamton, uh, Central New York. Do you have anything on this? I'll start by saying the fact that they thought Albany was gonna be a hockey town right there should have been an, uh, an absolute alarm. Like how? How do you think that Albany, New York? one of the like the shittiest cities in in the United States is going to be like prevalent to hockey. Does that make any yeah. sense to you? I mean, back when the yeah. River Rats were there, even when the River Rats were there, did they really ever pack the TU or yeah. the Pepsi well, Center? Well, the
1: thing is, is, those those teams were fucking dominant, so they packed. But you have to remember that was like the golden age of fucking ar- arena sports in Albany. They had the Albany Attack in the NLL or whatever, the yeah. indoor league. And then who was the fucking football team?
2: Oh, the
1: Firebirds. Yeah, the Firebirds were winning championships. I mean, the Pepsi Center at the time was the fucking place to be in upstate New York. Like, like honestly, it was fucking electric there, and it hasn't been like that for ten years. It blows my mind. It took this fucking long. I mean, that place is goddamn empty and silent and like sad.
2: What's funny? I went to Siena, and I remember maybe been two years ago. You, uh, me, and somebody I won't mention his name because when I do, people get pissed. We were watching a Siena basketball game over at his house. And I was looking in the stands. Siena basketball, which is, like, an absolute just garbage-fest basketball team, had probably ten times more people there than the Albany Devils did. Like, easily. Like, they're season ticket holders at Siena basketball. And then you go and you go to Albany Devils game. I'm not shitting you guys. There's maybe 150 people there, if that. Wild. So, I mean, it, what what upstate New York needs to do is they need to get a fucking sick team and just put them in the Glens Falls Civic Center, sign them to a lifelong contract, and just watch that grow. That's what they need to do. Because the Civic right. Center is rowdy. Those people are very loyal to their, to their teams, and if you can get an actual good team there, you ever see drunk Glens Falls people running around, like, all happy? It's awesome. It's okay. such a good experience.
1: I agree. And upstate New York, like... It's a it's a great hockey community like it really is like I don't think people understand how cool it is to play hockey there I mean it's not that cool but I'm saying for like New York I would say if you're not downstate, people care about hockey and I, I do think that the community is gonna be like oh shit like we fucked up we lost our two AHL teams because we're a bunch of lazy sacks shit yeah so hopefully this causes us to finally have an AHL team again because I'm not resorting to ECHL hockey to get my fix.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. They, hopefully they figure something out. But uh, with one last thing in the NHL in the news, we're actually going to bring in a special guest, uh, very dear to our hearts. Um, this kid, big Rangers fan, big Dan Girardi fan. Uh, he just loves hockey, and he had a really hot take about what happened with John Tortorella this week. So without further ado, we are going to welcome Andrew Karski-Bush. This song makes me want to have sex in my car. Mm. Bam, bam,
0: thank you, man. Get inside my fucking
2: let me see
0: what you're packing inside Hello?
2: Karski! Hey! What's up, buddy? How's it going, man?
0: Uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm hanging in there, bud. How you
2: doing? I'm good. I'm here with uh, Hal right now. We just kind of want to get your take on the whole John T- Tortorella situation, bud
0: the John Tortorella situation, honestly, you know, when I heard about it, I was, was kind of like, I just heard that John Tortorella was going to miss the All-Star game. And honestly, I could have I could have stopped there. But then I heard why, and I think that's really what kind of set me off. It's because his dog is sick. I'm like, and you, you know what, it's not that I don't love dogs. I love dogs. I have a dog. And when he passes, I'm sure I'll be devastated. But it's not like I can do anything about my dog passing. If he's old, he's old. And there's nothing really I can do about it. All right? And, you know... For him, like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to go right in. I'm going to go right in, If That's cool. I'm just going to keep going. That's fine. (laughs) Like, for him, first of all, he he, he declines the invitation to go attend to his dog. And, like, it's just like, yeah, you know what? I have my dog at home. I need to, like, watch him. And even though it's the All-Star game, like, I have to go with my dog here. So what does that say about him in the regular season? Like, God forbid, like, one of his kids, like, get sick or some shit like that. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, dude, like, this guy, like, needs to get his priorities straight. And then the NHL, I just feel like the NHL kind of handled this well. Not Gary Bettman, because he can go fuck himself. But somebody in that office is like, all right, John Tortorella's not coming because of a dog. All right, well, who can we get that's fucking awesome to just show up John Tortorella? And they're like, Wayne fucking Gretzky. Because who doesn't want to play...
2: So I'm gonna I'm gonna play quick devil's advocate with you. Okay. Um. So the dog that was sick. Hal, are we sure that this is correct? Like, can I say this? I don't want it to be wrong. Okay. The dog that was sick. So, Torches kid is in the army. And you know the, what,
0: dude. Uh, let me save you the time. I know what you're about to say. I also heard this. And you know what? In hindsight, I only, I only, I do, I sympathize, I sympathize a little bit. But if it's like. I don't know, man. Like, I get it. It's his kid's dog, and his kid's
2: in the army, and his, his kid's not home. I'm like. No, Karski, Karski, it's a, it's, a ther- it's a therapy dog. No, it's, no, a therapy it's
0: a dog. therapy dog. Oh, okay.
2: Wait, right. wait, hold on. What? Like,
0: it's, it's
1: his kid's dog. No, Kars- Karski's right. His kid's away in the army. I was wrong. His kid's away in the army. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: so. no,
0: the kid's just not home to, like, put it down himself, I feel like, or some shit like that. I don't know, dude. Listen, like, you know, I love dogs. Don't get me wrong. I have a little shithead that everybody hates, but I fucking love him to death. All right? But, like, it's, it's like, he, what, so what is him being there going to facilitate? Like, does, does John Tortorella have, you know, not only a decent coaching career, but also is he a dog whisperer is my next question. Like, what is he doing to help this dog now that he's home with the dog? Like, what is, so what is the benefit, I guess is my question. You, have, you, you last a couple more days with your dog. You know, I left, I was, you know, that's not, not necessarily the best condition, I feel like. You're just watching him suffer at that point or something. Sure. I don't know. I haven't had to put down my dog yet, thank God. This is all being very real to me, but I hope I'm not, like, going to drag him through the mud here.
2: Oh, Carsey, Carsey, Hal's got a question for you.
0: Yeah, dude, I, I agree, right? You would think
1: if your dog's, like, dying and very sick, you would put them down as soon as possible but put them out of their pain, not go yes. home and, like, Merch them. It's kind of the way he treated the Rangers when he made them block a
0: bunch of shots, so they were fucking dead by the end of the season. Yeah, he he ran he ran that club into the dirt. Honestly, he he did what he could with it, but he ran that club into the dirt. Like you know, it's not like he, he had playoff seasons, and I'm not taking that away from. Him. But you know what? This is this is New York, and you gotta make it further than just the first round, folks. And you gotta make, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta do better than that. And Lane vignol has been a blessing. I love Lane. You know, He's a great guy. But, I don't know, dude. Like, John Tortorella, he's just kind of a <laughs> shithead. And, you know, I just, I just, you know, yeah, he did drag the Rangers through the mud. And I'm kind of happy the NHL dragged him through the mud
2: here. Now, now, last question for you. Uh, assuming that this dog has to be put down, hopefully it doesn't. Do you think Tortorella brings it to the vet, or do you think it just takes it out back?
0: <sighs> Judging by how soft he's handling this, I'm going to go with taking it to the vet.
2: Oh, I disagree. I think he brings it outside just fires pucks at it. <laughs>
0: Uh, absolutely not. All right. <laughs> like, the, the, the manner in which this has been handled by Tortorella suggests that it is going to be like mortuary, like peaceful death. Like, you know, they'll put him like, to bed first and then they'll put him to actual sleep. Like, they don't even want to make it a simultaneous thing, they just want him to be sleeping first. Like, you know, I feel like Tortorella is going to buy like the sickest casket for this dog. I would love to see what he's done in the casket.
2: All right, all right. that was Karski. Karski, we, we appreciate you being on. How do you have anything else?
1: Yeah, Karski, uh, I just wanted to say uh, congrats on Ben Roethlisberger's retirement uh, as our Steelers fan. Uh, I'm sure that'll go well for your organization if he does retire.
0: Yeah, I just want to congratulate Lee on uh, Tom Brady and Joe Belichick making it to their, what is it, ninth Super Bowl appearance? Seventh? Uh, give or take, yeah. That's the most ever in NHL, NFL history. I think it's probably the best coaching and quarterback duo of all time. So that's my, my two cents.
2: Wow, you handled that very mature.
0: Yeah, yeah very you know. well, All some right, man. Some people grow up, and some people are just losers for the rest of their fucking lives. Nick rocks. a dick. Fuck the Patriots. There's me going from handling it well to terribly. <laughs>
2: Fuck off. All right. Karshi, we appreciate you, you having on, Right?
0: Yeah. Get that
2: out of that last part, I'm sorry. All right, go, go Rangers. All right, go Rangers. <laughs> All right, now we're going to get into Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros.
1: Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here.
2: Dominic Moore, thank you again. Uh, again, I think we say this every podcast, but we're so blessed to have you here in the studio, uh, really you know, telling us we're doing a good job. You're doing a good job out there, too, on the B, so keep grinding. So this week we're going to do a little bit of Heroes and Zeros. Uh, Hal, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, why don't you go first? You got a good hero, so we'll we'll
0: go with you
1: first. You got some good ones this week.
2: All right, so this week I actually have two heroes, and then I have a zero. So my first hero goes to uh rugged defenseman Chris Pronger. The guy's still getting paid. Uh, he's been cut and cussed a million times, but that didn't rattle him enough to bury Justin Bieber into the boards. I thought that was hilarious. There's a picture going around on Twitter right now with uh. Justin Bieber's face just planted against the boards, and Chris Pronger with just a shit-eating grin on his face. Uh, I loved it, Beebs, If you're gonna go into his office, you better be ready to get fucking manhandled. That's about all I had for that. Do You have anything with the whole Bieber thing? No,
1: honestly, I think I think in the last year, I think Bieber's made a pretty solid comeback. In the
2: I love him uh,
1: the media. I. I The only thing I'm worried about... Has he come out and said anything about this? Like, made a joke or anything? Do you know?
2: No, I don't think so. I think we would have heard about it.
1: Well, it's... I know, like, celebrities and pop stars, they have big egos, so... If he comes out and he's, like, upset about, like, the fact that, like, Pronger punked him, then, like, I'm gonna fucking hate him. But if he rides with it and thinks it's funny, then... Then, like, honestly, if you're a hockey fan, you should respect the shit out of that. Because he is, like, one of the biggest stars in the world. And Chris Pronger basically just fucking bullied him for, like, three seconds. He was laughing. <laughs> yeah, it was face. awesome, dude. And, and, like, maybe if it was, like, a current NHL or if it was, like, some, like, borderline all-star or some shit like that. Like, I could, if I was Bieber, I'd be, like, kind of flustered. But, like, if it's Chris fucking Pronger, then you just kind of have to fucking love it. Like, it'd be an honor for Chris Pronger to smash my face in Did Pronger
2: season. make the top 100 list?
1: He
2: had to have. He had to have. He like, was, he dude, care. he was a mean son of a bitch, that guy. We're talking about guys that, oh, you're worried they get the puck that, you know, they're gonna go score. Chris Pronger, every time he was on the ice, I was worried somebody was gonna die. <laughs> Just absolute yeah, no, electric guy. He was
1: awesome. Him, him, I had a big Stronger poster in my room growing up when he was on the Blues. He was my favorite.
2: Did you favorite see? Did you see Al McInnes tweeted at him like that's that's my uh, partner with uh, he like tagged that uh, Bieber picture in it. He, McInnes was loving it. Uh, last thing about Bieber, he did score an empty net goal. Uh, shout out to Kevin Vlenny who just recently scored an empty net goal. I'm not going to say what they're for, but there is a great quote by Al Afridi, who said empty net goals are for uh, blank. So you guys can Google it if you want. Uh, secondly. My second hero, no shock at all, goes to myself. Uh, I returned last weekend. Again, victorious. Uh, we went out to Lake Placid. We won a tournament. Got a free hat. They, had, Hal, they actually gave us a free set of like Easton gloves. Like They're kind of dusty, but they say like USA Hockey on them. They're kind of sick. Uh, had an absolute blast with my, with my boy Corpy, uh, Mark Fine, Ryan Farnan. Uh, Jerry, all the Utica boys, we had an absolute blast, man. It was so much fun. We, hit, we had, like, 80 beer tickets. There's so many stories that, that went on during that weekend. I uh, we played five games, ended up with 11 points, two goals, nine assists, scored on the 80 rank, which was kind of cool. More of a playmaker than anything else. Hal, you'll be happy about this. Uh, he knows I recently, well, this summer I lost a tooth in hockey, so I've been wearing, like, a bubbler, or a cage. First game, I we played like shit. I didn't play well. We lost, I decided our team needed a little bit more grit, and since then I've taken everything off and I'm not wearing anything. So I was out there with no cage, nothing like that. You know, leaders lead by example, I think, is what that one comes down to. Uh, And, yeah, do you have anything on that? Do you want to tell people how awesome I am or no?
1: No, I don't. I think if we check the stats, you've probably named yourself hero more than anybody else on this podcast. That's Um, because I'm a hero. I I do want to say... My throw, I, I can do this two ways. I'm going to throw this out as a zero first on you. Oh, uh, it came out this week that, I mean, this is kind of weird. Right after you won a championship there, they decided that they're going to tear down the original scoreboard in the 80 rank.
2: No way. So,
1: <laughs> so apparently you might have tainted it enough where it no longer has that magic and they're taking it down the 80 original scoreboard. Or you can look at it as a positive and say you were the last championship above that legendary scoreboard. So, I think that's the way I'm going to yeah. take it. So you burned down Lake Placid,
2: so good for you. Yeah, painted the town red, that, man. I read I, that article today and I laughed. I'm telling you, man, we have to get it. How that was one of the best experiences of my entire life. Like, we have to get a tournament team in there. There's nothing better. I mean, playing in a hockey tournament is awesome, but when you play a hockey tournament in Lake Placid with all that history and everything going on, there's there's nothing better, like, I'm mid-20s, and I felt like I was a 12-year-old. My eyes were, like, huge. I, I, I wasn't blessed enough to play on the 80 rink ever before this, and it was awesome. We got dressed in the locker rooms, and, like, the movie Miracle makes the locker rooms out to be awesome, and they're they're, they're just an absolute shit show, which made it even better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you thought that these guys were treated so well, and they, they really weren't. So that was cool. Uh, now my zero of the week i've gotten into reffing i've said this before so last night i reffed the women's charity tournament game in which i did have to break up a fight between two women which let me tell you you have to be careful doing stuff like that and uh i had to yell at a fan so i'm the i'm the ref in the offensive zone two girls go in they kind of battle it wasn't anything malicious but one of them wound up into the boards and like she was down so i skated over to make sure she was okay and she said, yeah. And I look up, the puck came out of the zone, so it was a delayed offside. So I raise my hand, and uh, the other team thought that it was a delayed penalty. So their goalie went to the bench. So now they have six attackers on a delayed offside that wasn't a delayed penalty. Fast forward like 20 seconds, a goalie gets back in the net. No big deal. 30 seconds later, the other team scores, and there's this guy in the stands just screaming, Share your fucking asshole! Are you fucking kidding me? It's in the Clifton Park ring, so like you can hear everything. <laughs> Screaming at me. And I'm at center ice, and, and like I'm like, he's probably not talking to me. And he's like, fuck you, Stripes. I'm like, he's definitely talking to me. So I turned around, and I was like, buddy, you're fucking embarrassing yourself. Shut up. And he just shut up. So my zero's that guy, but in hindsight, I feel like we've all been in that situation, like very drunk at a hockey game, screaming at refs. So I don't think I can get that mad at him.
1: No, I, I think that's kind of uh you brought that on yourself, dude. You're a ref. You're trying to make some extra money on the weekends. You know you're in the ranks, which is good, but you're a ref now. You're gonna get yelled at by drunk guys in the stands, and it uh, just comes to the territory, bud.
2: All I do is get yelled at, man.
1: Like I think I think I might come to one of the games you're refing when I'm home in a couple of weeks, and just random game with no interest in it, just scream at you the whole time. Dude,
2: it's 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 crazy. I got yelled at by one of the coaches because. Uh, the, I mean, the, the women, they were actually pretty good, but it was one of those things where if somebody even like kind of caught something, it would have just been an absolute yard sale going into the boards. So there were a couple of plays where like two people were battling, and I was like, whoa, 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 or like, keep your head up or something along those lines. At the end of the second period, the coach comes up to me, she's like, you can't do that. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you're telling the other people to keep their heads up. That's not allowed. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't want somebody to get fucking yard sailed." And she's like, you're giving them an advantage. I'm like, I'm doing it both ways. What are you talking about? So, like, now I just don't say anything. Like, I just talk to myself and shit. Apparently you're not allowed to do that. I thought I was trying to be, like, a nice guy. But, see, that's what happens when I try to be a nice guy, Al. I'm just not one of those guys. You know what I mean?
1: I feel like I've heard tons of refs tell you to pick your head up before. I feel like that's not an uncommon thing at all. I think that (laughs) girl needs a fucking... Fuck
2: off. That's what I'm saying, especially because, like, they're going into the boards and, like, they're, they're all right hockey players, but they're I don't think they're that – they don't have that solid of a foundation. You know what I mean? Where all, all one of them needs to do is fall, and then, like, four of them are going into the boards full steam. Yeah. So, I, um, I don't know. So, that, that was my heroes and zeros. What do you got for me? Uh, I don't have too much because it was the off
1: season I, or the off kind of weekend here. I put my hero as Bob McKenzie. Uh, I feel like I've talked about this before. Well, I mean, trade deadline's coming up, uh, so it's kind of his time to shine. It's kind of like when Mel Kuiper runs ESPN for like two months. Uh, Bob McKenzie, like, I don't think hockey fans understand. Like, I legitimately think he's like the best journalist in like the fucking world. No oh, I love other him. sport or like Brock or like primetime news network or anybody has like a more respected and trusted like <laughs> journalist or reporter like ever in the history of, like, anything. I don't know. I I just think everything he writes is, like, the gospel to me. He never comes off as, like, snotty or, like, a know-it-all. But I'm just saying it's not an official trade or an official rumor until Bob McKenzie comments on it and tells you it is. So
2: No, I completely agree. I love Bob McKenzie, man. He's not an asshole, and, like, he's one of the few hockey guys where you see a tweet about, like, trade rumor or something, you actually have to take that into consideration. Um. I mean, obviously, my dream job would be in the NHL, but I think my second dream job would just be, like, the next Bob McKenzie. Like, he lives a sick life. He has a cell phone where people let him know what's going on in the league. Everybody respects him, Uh, and he – I don't know. I wish – USA, I don't think he'll ever get that big into hockey, which kind of sucks, but I wish we kind of had somebody if ESPN would, like, grow a set of balls and start covering hockey. And maybe not get Jeremy Roenick, who's drunk three-quarters of the time that he's out there, and actually get somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about. That'd be nice, but I love Bobo. Yeah. And then- oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> one more thing about Jeremy Roenick. Uh, yesterday in the skills competition, he was talking to Connor McDavid, and Connor McDavid says something about uh, Nate McKinnon, how uh, they're going to be flying and how he should, he'd should, he be the one that could, like, break it. Hit, like, he could lose to Nate McKinnon in the speed race or whatever. Jeremy Roenick goes, yeah, I know that you're worried about uh, Liam McKinnon. And Conor Conor McDavid's just like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, back to you, Pierre. (laughs) Guy's hammered.
0: Yeah, he's
1: always drinking a couple. You know, All-Star Weekends, it's time to shine. Uh, So yeah, my my bonus hero, this is based off Bob McKenzie. Uh, For those who don't know, Bob McKenzie's a huge, huge, uh, tragically hip fan, (laughs) which is a fucking unreal band. I feel like if you're a hockey fan, if you're Canadian, you love them. They're like the fucking Beatles in Canada. Blows I've never listened to ever. them. I mean, it blows my mind. They never crossed over to America, but like they are the quintessential like hockey rock band. Um, Bob McKenzie wrote like an unreal article on them a couple months ago. So I thought it was funny. Cause I was just scrolling through the internet and the Kingston front, uh, frontiacs put up some tragically hip jerseys for a night, the other night. And they're fucking dope. So I just want to give a shout out to them. If you don't know, Uh, The lead singer of the Tragically Hip, uh, Gord Downey, is a really cool dude. He has terminal cancer, and uh, he went on, like, a Canadian tour, and all the proceeds went to cancer and something, like, while he was dying. And He sold out, and they had, like, a concert at the end, which was, like, had better ratings than, like, any NHL game, like, ever. So, I mean, really cool dude, and it was a cool little gesture to a guy who's dying. It's done a lot for Canada. Huge hockey fan. So I just wanted to throw that one out. No, that's
2: awesome. And While we're talking about charity, I don't know why we didn't talk about this. Every year that Bell Let's Talk thing comes around, I think that's so fucking awesome that they do that. There's two times a year that I cry. One is during September 11th. I watch uh that 30 for 30, the Red Bandana Wells. I always cry watching that, and the only other time I cry is uh I watch the Rick Ripin Vancouver Canuck like uh, tribute video with Kevin Bieksa and like all of his family. Those are the only two times I cry. Uh, I make sure I retweet it a bunch of times I think it's five cents every time somebody tweets Bell, let's talk or something along those lines, and it's it's a huge issue especially with hockey people because i feel like there's this persona that all hockey players have to think that they're the toughest people ever and they they don't really go and talk to people because that's just how they are and bell bell let's talk it's uh it's for like was it? it's for like mental disease stuff like that and uh it it kind of just hopefully you know it gives somebody an outlet to go try to get help along those lines if they're suffering through like demons or whatever so i just a quick shout out to that i love every year when they do that
1: Yeah, that's cool. They raise a lot of money, that's Canada for you. America doesn't have shit like that. Yeah, my zero really quick is me, because I was just watching the All-Star game 20 minutes ago and fucking out of the blue. Of course, the NHL had to do the 60-second video showing fucking John Scott playing with his fucking kids, being a stay-at-home dad, while his mom throws out quotes like, or his wife throws out quotes like, yeah, we have our hands full every day. John's great putting dresses on the girls and telling them how to do their hair. It's like get the fuck out of my face! Like
2: you're just living it, a normal life.
1: <laughs> it, was like, it was like a sixty second clip. Like what the fuck was the point of that? Like the NHL, you fucked him over, and like now you're like playing off of it, and now you're gonna make it some like some cool story about how awesome John Scott is being retired. Like one, fuck the NHL for now trying to like pu- publicize that and make it a cool story. Yep. When they created that shitstorm, and two, fuck John Scott because like. Suck a dick, dude. You're a millionaire. Like, life's not that bad. (laughs) Seriously, that's the thing. I'm not
2: going to read your book. That's the thing. Like, they're making out like, oh, you know, he's being a great dad and all this stuff. Like, well, first off, if you're a dad, that's what you're supposed to do. Second off, you have millions upon millions of dollars. Just fucking take a lap, man. Like, you aren't experiencing what people and, like, projects or people who are, like, in trailer parts. Like, people who aren't fortunate enough to have millions of dollars and you're trying to make it into a sad story. Like, go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just I just don't I don't care and like I honestly also believe John Scott probably isn't that great of a dad.
2: <laughs> Didn't he hit somebody with his car? His
1: lights in the garage.
2: Didn't he hit somebody with his car in college?
1: Yeah, Dewey. He got he uh Dewey and he's an asshole, but Yeah. yeah.
2: So I, that's I don't know.
1: neither here nor there. Good for you, Mr. Dad of the Year. Let's get him a fucking mug. We should find his
2: address and send him a mug. <laughs> Worst dad ever. That'd be pretty funny. I wouldn't be against it. Um all right, so that's Don Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Now we're uh because the All-Star game is up, we thought it'd be kind of a cool idea to uh you know, maybe make up our own skills competition. So now we're gonna get into a little segment. Uh I don't really know what we're gonna call it. We're gonna call it Ken and House Skills two 0.
0: Intergalactic,
2: pretty pumped about it. Uh, I'm going to get in first. It's kind of a skills competition, kind of not. So every once in a while you go on Twitter and you'll hear people talking about how they should uh, be in the NHL, this person should do this, I'd give anything, I'd be a great player, I'd be a role player, yada, yada, yada. So my uh, my little competition, this is what I would do. I'd find the 10 most hated trolls out there that go on and act like they're fucking sweet at hockey. I would put them in full pads. And maybe maybe uh, the winner of this competition could win like a, a two-game contract or something along those lines. And you put them in front of a net and you give – so there's 10 people. You give Shea Weber 100 pucks. And the person that blocks the most amount of Shea Weber shots gets a contract.
1: That's not bad. I mean –
2: A contract? Yeah, like a two game contract. But
1: they don't actually play. No,
2: they don't play. But it's like one of those things that like the like any NHL team does. Like if like there's a kid with who's who's like terminally ill or like like you know what I mean or something like that, and they give him like a make a wish thing, kind of like that.
1: All right. Are they allowed to drink before?
2: Um. No, because they're they're playing like they're going to go to the NHL. All right. Well, if I
1: could, well then you can probably take a couple. I don't know, Viking in or something like that. If I can take a couple of Viking in pregame, I'd fucking dive out in front
2: of... No, you wouldn't, the dude. Counter. No, you wouldn't. It'd be legendary. You, you're you telling me that you would stand in front of the net and let Shea Weber just fucking crank a slap shot and you would try to block uh, it?
1: No, I thought, it, stand in front of the... No, if it's like as if I'm coming out towards the line, and I'm like diving down and selling my whole body out, then yes.
2: Okay, maybe we make but, it like that. I still don't think you would, though, dude.
1: If there was a good enough award, you put like $50,000 on it I'd do it 10 times.
2: I don't know, man. I don't know. I'd do it for $10,000. I'd do it once for $10,000. Whoa, man. I don't know. Because I saw a thing the other day. It was like the list of people that Shea Weber's injured (laughs) through his slap shot. I just, I have no idea. It'd be fun to watch, though. Just watch Shea Weber actually try to hurt people. I'd be okay with it.
1: I fucking love it, dude. I think that's a good idea.
2: Do you uh? Do you have anything?
1: Yeah. So I know the expansion team is going to Las Vegas. Uh, I'm assuming Las Vegas is going to get an All Star game pretty soon, then, and it's going to be rowdy. Yeah. That's going to be the rowdiest scene ever. <clears throat> um, I would have a career first half. I'd sell out for the first half of that fucking season to make that tournament. Um, but my idea is pretty simple. Obviously, UFC's big right now. Boxing, not so much, but people love fighting. So here's my idea. You have the four teams from the four divisions. Yep. Each division selects the best fighter from their division. Now, it could also be an AHL affiliate fighter, so it could be someone that's signed to that team. Okay. They each four willing combatants, put, like, half a mil on the line, and you have two rounds of fighting. Like, like one minute, whoever wins... Goes on to the next round, winning player, and remind you these are probably some AHL goons. They'd love half a million dollars, and they fucking fight at center ice.
2: Now, can I try to make it even cooler?
1: Yeah, but is that not? A, that's a good idea. Right? No, it's a great idea,
2: but I have ideas for it.
1: Okay.
2: TLC tables, ladders, and chairs, all involved. But they're on skates, but ba- they're on skates. Battle royale.
1: I think tables, ladders, and chairs will get a little dangerous with skates on. But if like John Morasti was in there, I'd fucking love to see that.
2: Well, are you, are now your original idea was that one-on-one.
1: Yeah, so it's a it's not it's not tag team. So like so the Metro and the Atlantic the two best fighters from each division would fight and then the two west guys would fight and the winners would have the next fight.
2: I think that'd be cool, but I also think it'd be cool if you just threw all four out there and just let them do whatever the fuck they wanted to do.
1: Yeah, I I just I I I toyed with that in my mind. The 10 seconds ago I came up with this. But I think I think maybe a natural fight would be good. Maybe it'd be good bring fighting back, and you know. Like, originally when I said that idea in my head, I was like, no one would sign up for that. I bet you there's a couple fourth-liners out there that would love...
2: Fuck yeah, dude. To, to hang out with, like, the best players in the world for a weekend and get to do what, like, you're supposed yeah. to do.
1: Yeah, and then fucking tell me John Scott's a warrior. He wouldn't love to join that competition.
2: Maybe, maybe... Maybe, like, the winner thinks he's won, and then all the lights go out, like the Undertaker, and then you hear, like, the Undertaker's theme song, and John Scott just skates out, and then he has to fight John Scott.
1: I think whoever won that fight, because they'd be the best active fighter, would kick John Scott's ass, but that would be awesome nonetheless. Yeah,
2: that would definitely be pretty fucking cool. And to, like, really even make it better, you could get all, like, the legendary fighters. Like, you know they did, like, the top 100 NHL players? Do, like, the top 20 NHL fighters and have them there for that event.
1: That would be pretty sweet. I know the NHL would never do it because they're fucking pussifying the sport, but it's, I think that would, I think that would get so many. they could make that shit pay-per-view.
2: Oh, my God. Could you imagine, man? A hundred percent. You'd have, who would you have? You'd have, like, I don't even know.
1: They could even not even have it on the ice there. They could sell the MGM Grand. Do it there. Put ice in the fucking
2: ring. <laughs> Maybe have Conor McGregor come by, dude. Put him on ice skates.
1: Are you telling me Conor McGregor wouldn't be a celebrity judge? He absolutely would. Oh Get yeah. That shit
2: him and Floyd Mayweather. It could be like a pre, like a uh, like a pre-fight thing. Like they're oh, sure. yeah. I we think, literally
1: just made the NHL like fifty million dollars at
2: least. Like, I think so. I would definitely watch. I think everybody else would. The only problem is probably like insurance and all that. Like. Actual logistical shit, so it's well, never going to happen. Sure, they have to
1: sign a bunch of shit, but yeah. I I know for a fact you could find four guys that would do that.
2: I I would definitely watch, man. That'd be sick. Would refs even be out there, or is it like a battle to like somebody's knocked out?
1: You'd have one ref, but he'd have more of like a boxing ref's role, so he's not getting in there till the very end. You know what I mean?
2: So like, okay, so it's a one minute fight. You know how like sometimes like if they go down, if they go down, is the fight over or does the ref reset them?
1: Well, you got the ten seconds to get up.
2: Okay. Yeah, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're fighting, like, sometimes you go down with somebody and the refs, like, get in between. Like, would you...
1: you, Well, in boxing, you don't punch a guy when he goes down. So, same thing. You back off. Same code.
2: Okay. All right, yeah. Uh, NHL, you're welcome. If you need us, uh, it's morningskate at gmail.com. Let us know how we did. Now uh, we're going to get into... uh, Oh, Big Red's going to come back. I'm going to interview him at the rink. So Big Red's uh, Fantasy Picks of the Week. Always love that intro. Big Red's here. Big Red, what's up, man? Howdy, pal. Uh, we actually just got out of a skate uh, at the Saratoga Rink with the legends, claps in the car, claps out up. What up? So, uh, yeah, Hal's not going to be able to listen to this at all, but we're going to do a little fantasy hockey. So, first off, did you check and see how you did last week? Um, you bring a notepad and you aren't even prepared. I, I know, who, I know Jesus who it was. Christ, I didn't, you were
3: supposed to do that. That was your job, remember? No, I, uh, Dude, well, I saw, uh Derek Ryan's a little cold. I didn't really, like, I just wanted to talk about him. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, he's he's about a bad little player. He's like on a six game like pointless streak, so that wasn't great. But the other two, I think, are doing well. I, I mean, Athanasius got had a goal pretty much every other game. So, all
2: right. So uh, now we're gonna get into you know your uh, your DraftKings slash fantasy hockey uh, preview. First question for you: How'd you do last week in fantasy? You win.
3: <laughs> yeah, beat your dad. Oh, shout out <laughs> Sheriff, you pussy. <laughs> It was uh, it was a barn burn. It was pretty tight. He was beating me for a good part of the week, but I, that uh, extra long week because the All Star break, put me over the top. So was so br-
2: breaking scary. news. You like beating up on disabled people? I do. Yeah,
3: that's right. All right, cool. Yeah, you can print that. <laughs> All right. So uh, this week, what do you got for us? We'll go. We'll go player by player. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go here with a fan favorite for you, Pavel Bucevich. Mm-hmm. He just came back from uh, injury. Um, He's got six goals, eight assists, and 17 games overall. But the last three games he's back, been back, or the first three games he was back, he got five points.
2: He's almost a point-per-game player.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, he had, what do you have, three five point, or five points? Or He had
2: eight points when he got hurt in eight games, and then he came back.
3: Yeah, and then he had five points in three games. He's gotten three straight without a, um, without a point. But he's playing on the second line with Nash and Zib and on the second power play. And he's only owned in 30% of the league, so. Okay. I mean. Him a dabble, right?
2: Okay, yeah. Yeah. Pavel Burenevich, the Russian sensation. Now yeah, we keep going. second
3: guy, uh, Thomas Grice. I know this is going to hurt you. Ew! I know. Come on. <laughs> Islanders
2: are streaking right now. They though. are, and
3: he's pretty good, man. Uh, since the Halak went down, I mean, he's he's been playing pretty fucking lights out. Uh, so
2: in the World Cup, I'm pretty sure he played very well. He didn't play. No, Halak.
3: Well. played him big time. Okay. Yeah, Halak, Halak. actually played really well. You didn't watch that tournament, did you?
2: Uh, I watched a little bit. Of it. <laughs> USA got eliminated. I was like, "Fuck this." You out. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coaching change. So ever since the coaching change, uh, yeah, Doug Wait, How about that? I love Doug Wade. Yeah, he he really is. He's a legend. You know, he used to be a Ranger, obviously, so yeah. he's a legend. And uh, I mean, they had to get rid of that meatball Capuano. He was just—he <laughs> he was really fucking is terrible. A he was so bad, hey, so bad doing? for what's years. Well, the thing is, I heard that where he lives is yeah. Garth Snow's like property. Really? Yeah, I heard that a couple weeks ago. That's allegedly. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure, but I'm I'm pretty positive, and that may have played a significant role so into whether or not to fire out
3: of the him. Guest house? Is he that may. <laughs>
2: yeah, if you're if you're in New York City or Long Island, there's a good chance Capuano's living on the street. So oh, throw man. him a dollar or two. T's and P's, baby. Yep, T's and peas to Capuano. So how's Bryce doing? What's his success? Uh,
3: Yeah, he's played 25 games so far. He's got I mean, he's got 14 wins. A lot of that was you know at the beginning of the season they mm-hmm. suck balls, so you know. He probably would have more, you know, the way they're playing, the way they were playing now, you know, through the whole year. Um, Nine two eight save percentage, two point two five goals against, pretty fucking solid. Save percentage is pretty up there. Yeah, yeah. Four wins in the last five games with two shutouts, and he's still only owned in half ESPN leagues. Do you own in our league? Yeah, by me. Oh fuck off! Yeah, I man. Did that a lot. <laughs> three weeks ago. <laughs> <Dick, dude. laughs> Alright, so we got Pucinevich. Uh... Grice. Grice, and that uh, last guy, okay. uh, uh, Alex right. Barmistrov. Uh, do you know him? Uh, remember he was Jets? On the Jets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the eighth overall pick in 2010. Okay. Uh, never really figured it out. Went to Russia for a couple years. And then uh, he just came back, I think, a couple years ago, or two years ago. And he was playing like shit for uh, Winnipeg. But, I mean, they were playing like 11 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, since he's been with the Coyotes, he's playing... He uh, didn't even know he was on the Coyotes. Yeah. Well, they picked him off off waivers. Okay. So, the, he's been playing 16-47 uh, versus, you know, 11 minutes with Winnipeg. Uh, averaging, uh, you know, two minutes of power play time and plays on the second power play. Goal, five, and assist in the six games with the Coyotes. Okay, so this so is new. Gonna, yeah. Okay. So he's only played six games with them. He's got six points. Okay. So I wouldn't pick him up just yet because he's kind of... That's it, for, like, a deeper league? Yeah, just get him on your watch list. Maybe are a DraftKings player if the Coyotes yeah, are on de- this. Oh, definitely. Well, somebody's got to score those goals, man. They yeah. suck. So I would, I, would, I would give him a look. Um, definitely don't pick him up yet because, I mean, it's only been six games, but, I mean, so far so good. Okay. So... <clears throat> that's all I got for you.
2: Okay, no, that's good. So we got Bujnevich, Thomas Grice, and Alex Bermist Alexander Bermistrov. Vermistrov. Fucking A. Alright. <laughs> well, uh alright man. So this
3: is I'm gonna tell you to keep track of these people in the next week. Alright, yeah, well it was unclear to me. I thought you said you guys are going to keep track. We can roll back the tape. I'm going to, yeah. So I'm Go gonna, back and roll back the tape. I will. I'm going to rewind it. I'm going to play the clip sure now.
2: Will. Well, Red, we're going to try to get you back on here a little bit more consistently. Do me a favor with those three people. See how they do for the week. And we're going to keep stats on you and see how good you're doing. <laughs> Suck it, Big Red.
3: Send you a tweet yeah. at uh, the morning skate, right? Uh, morning underscore skate. Morning underscore skate. Almost 200 followers. Like, the little plug there, see what you, I did?
2: You know what I do? I just follow, like, 800 people, and whoever follows me yeah. back, I'm, like, good. And who yeah. doesn't, especially, I just unfollow
3: them. Especially if you follow, like, uh, like Gong show hockey or, like, shit like that. Mm-hmm. They always follow you back because they see that, like, you know, they like hockey. So, like, oh, they maybe they'll buy our shit. So, yeah. you know, just a little pump up. The you numbers. have
2: anything to say, Jay LaTulpe?
3: Where are you, buddy? Yeah, where? where are you? Exactly. You scared? Commitment? Yeah.
2: Commitment issues.
3: <laughs> Fucking Oh, Christ, white.
2: man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the pumped white team. white. White was real bad tonight.
3: uh, I can still see the shit running
2: down claps like that. (laughs) All right, guys. uh, So that was uh, Big Red's Fantasy Picks of the Week, and now we're going to get into three stars.
0: All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey.
2: So this week in three stars, we are going to do, because, you know, it's kind of the season. It's the end of January. February is definitely about to get colder. In Saratoga, there's a big pond hockey tournament coming up, which should be pretty lit. So uh, this week we are gonna do three stars. We decided to go positive or negative. Uh, the best three things about pond hockey. So uh, do we want? Do you want to rotate? You want to go back and forth? Yeah, sure. All right. So my first one is I mean, when you go to concerts in the summer, you do anything outside with your friends, and you want to be boozing, you have to bring a cooler, right? Yeah. Pond hockey, you don't have to. You bring you bring a thirty, you bring a bottle of Jack, you bring whatever you want, and you just shove it in a snowbank. You don't have to fucking worry about carrying the cooler or anything along those lines, and you know that the mountains are going to be blue. So my first, uh, my first star goes to the fact that nature is a cooler.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a great one. I thought about that too, and I'm gonna go up the whole day drinking theme we kind of got going on. Uh, I love it. Oh, there's always that one fucking saint. We got a big tournament coming, or big day in the pond or whatever. Big. There's always that one person whose mom or dad. Stop by Dunkin' Donuts, picked them up the big box of either hot chocolate or coffee.
2: Munchkins put too, dude. Booze,
1: put a little booze in there, keeps you light, yeah. mix it in with some beers. It's nice and hot. It's usually gone after like 10 seconds, but I mean, when that thing shows up, you're just like, oh, fuck, let's go. So anybody who brings the fucking big box of Joe's, my number one star pond hockey.
2: Absolutely, and I think you said Dunkin', but I'm more of a Stewart's box of Joe kind of guy. Like, do they do boxes of coffee? Yeah, there? dude, and they're awesome never done it. That's yeah. yeah, good to know. No, it is good to know. Um, my second star goes to the fact that, like, pond hockey obviously isn't the same quality as a, in an ice rink, so uh, there's less stick handling. And it's not for more skilled players, which is my bread and butter. I've never really been that skilled of a player. I can if I'm playing against kids that, you know, are like Bantam C or Pee Wee A, but other than that, not really a big skilled guy. So my second star is the fact that it's, it's more of my wheelhouse.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that's fair enough, and uh, I feel the same exact way. I feel like I usually have pretty good stats on the pond. Uh, as long as you can work in small spaces, I mean, you can get those passes off, you're going to get some big assists. No, for sure. Uh, I like the style. I think the style of yeah. pond hockey is the absolute fucking best. You got you usually got some old hockey sweater on, one of your favorite retro jerseys. Yep. mean, they an old team or... Maybe it's one of your personal collections ones. Then you got a hoodie on underneath, so you're feeling warm. That's always a great look. The hoodies, uh, jersey combo is one of my favorites in all of the land. Yeah. Then you can you got sunglasses on if you're feeling it. Maybe a nice winter hat, mm-hmm. and to top it off, it's one of the few acceptable times you can wear windbreakers if you want. Windbreakers <laughs> or sweats. I mean, that style right there's off the charts, you feel I mean, you feel great. I mean, it's comfy. It looks good. You're warm. <laughs> You're just enjoying the
2: weather. I'll go into that, and also don't forget, you stop at Stewart's and you get hand and feet warmers.
1: Oh, those are huge. Those are huge. I always forget them, but
2: those the worst, I love that man. Done. That's an absolute game changer. Like when you when your hands are nice and warm, your feet are warm, and everything else is cold. It's fantastic. And then the last one I'm gonna go a little negative here is you always have to worry about that one asshole that's gonna fire a puck at your shins. Or I whenever I play pond hockey, I always make sure when everybody's picking sticks and shit keep the puck on the ice. That's all I ask for you because somebody's going to get fucking hurt. I did it two weeks ago and I was like, guys, keep the puck on the ice. Not 30 seconds in, Drew Williams goes fucking, he said he was trying to sauce, but it was a fucking wrist shot from one side of the ice to the other side of the ice and just drilled this guy. We had no idea who it was. Ran the fucking leg. Needless to say, he he left. He went home. So, uh, that would be my negative is just try to keep the puck on the ice. Yeah,
1: I I will play devil's advocate there though. Like, Depending on what type of setup you're shooting at on the nets or whatever, if you're if you're playing goalie and sitting in front of the net, I'm going to rip one at you. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. If you're being an that's asshole. game. Yeah, and but... I might
1: go higher than the shins. Yeah,
2: but if you have a defenseman skating up the ice and he, and he's trying to pass it to somebody like 100 feet away from him and just, sure. that's... I See, I think that's a little fucked.
1: Every, everyone who plays pond hockey thinks they can throw, like, sauce. So yeah. that happens a lot. That's the fucking worst. Yeah. Uh, my last one is weaseling out of zamboning when they try to make you fucking trouble oh, and shit. God, yeah. you know, that's usually when my Achilles tendon starts aching or I got to take a piss or I just cracked a beer. But there's nothing better than always having an excuse to get out of cleaning the ice uh-huh. and then sitting back in a, in a fucking nice lawn chair drinking a beer and watching some fucking idiot go up and down and up and down with pride, thinking like they're the creator of the ice. And it's like, fuck you, buddy, I'm chilling. 100%.
2: And think kind of go off the whole peeing thing and nature thing. Nature's your also, is your bathroom. You can just piss right, right on the side of the rink. No big deal. Boom. And, and you uh, know what?
1: If, if you have a fucking, uh, if you do get a puck to the shin, fucking grab some snow, put it on there.
2: Yeah. Oh, ice pack. Look at nature, man. Unreal. Nature, I mean,
1: uh, big year, 2017,
2: the year for nature. Dude. That's what I'm thinking. So, uh, all right. So that was this week's podcast. <clears throat> Next week, maybe Jayla tulip will stop being a coward and will get out here and he'll, uh, he he will. I, he said he had a, a surprise birthday party. he Didn't know about until today. So uh, we'll have him on there. Uh, quick shout out to our almost two hundred plus Twitter followers. It's growing. Don't you worry. Uh, we're gonna try to even get that more and more and more. Again, it's at morning underscore skate. Um. Yeah. So do you have anything anything left? Or? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, guys. We'll see. We'll uh. We'll see you next week. This